Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Live presented by Kaleida Health. What's up, everybody? Welcome into One Bills Live. Maddie Glab filling in for Chris Brown alongside Steve Tasker. You guys are going to listen to us here for the next couple hours. Let's go! As we get into some Bills topics, some NFL related topics. It's the couple yeah. weeks here where not too much going on inside the building here. The players are gone. <laughs> The Super Bowl has yet to happen. A lot of us just want to turn the dang I know. page. I know. We're just waiting do, for though. this game to happen. I went to the Sabres game Soon last enough. night to help. To get yeah. Over my, it didn't help. Didn't help. <laughs> last night's game did not help. Yeah. It was rough. But yeah. we're here we are. Like so. Marty said, they're a good team. And I mean, It's all good. Yeah, it is. And tonight and tomorrow is going to be like the coldest day of the year. It feels like Chicago outside. I'm That's from Chicago, something. spent 18 years of my life there, and it feels like Chicago I went to outside. school in Chicago. Not a good thing. You can, complete, you can live your whole life in Buffalo and go to Chicago and freeze. Yeah. It is like different type it's of a cold. different cold. It's like mm-hmm. Minneapolis, Minnesota cold. Mm-hmm. Like dangerous cold. Yeah. That's what it's going to be like. But it's supposed to warm up. For hours or so. It'll warm up after It'll that. It'll warm up after that. For the weekend. Yeah. A little warmer. For the weekend. So... Right. Pro Bowl games by, this weekend. Let me ask you this now because I know the answer. Oh, gosh. What'd you what play you for this weekend? I got nothing. My whole weekend I is know. Free. I mean, the way that we live our lives is to the NFL calendar. Oh, my gosh. And I think all of us did not plan anything until a couple weeks after the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's what I did. I'm yeah. going on a snowboarding trip two weeks after the Super Bowl. Right. Because when you're making plans... You're not even going to touch that weekend nope. or the weekend after nope. because you're thinking even this you're next thinking one. about Super Bowl parades. You're we thinking were, about the Super right. Bowl. We were thinking about making reservations, going to Arizona. We're you know trying to get ready for a week of Radio Row out in Arizona for the Super Bowl. My family know, booked Everybody flights. Was, yes, all they the got same. their Airbnb. All my a bunch of months Bills ago. fans, friends of mine, they're all about it. And now you're just falls apart. Literally fast, floating Steve. in midair, no doing nothing. Yeah. It yeah. kind of sucks. It, yeah, it does. It, it's weird to go from a schedule of being so busy in the playoffs from right. from us who work inside the building to the coaches to the players to absolutely nothing. I was trying to figure out what what other careers have something like that. I mean, you could say teachers. They go from yeah. teaching to summer yeah. um, to breaks like that. But, but there's so, there's few people who experience insane insane amount of a workload yeah we're on a grind it's a nothing grind. every week is the same you know it's we're, it, football's a real creature of hat because every game's on sunday or monday or thursday you know it's a real routine you know you got this thing going pre-game game yeah. day post-game da, 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 the whole thing week after week after week after week and then you know we get there and you're always busy as you can be plus looking forward out ahead trying to get ahead mm-hmm. of everything and all that and all of a sudden that just gets chopped off of all of us and i know fans feel the same way yeah they're we're all out there going oof yeah now what 
And the exhaustion, we heard the players say, you know, it was an it was an exhausting season. But oh. once you hit the playoffs, you want to keep going. Exhaustion doesn't matter. We were all tired, but we were ready to keep going. Unfortunately, that's not the case for this season. Maybe next year. Uh, maybe Maybe 2023 is the year for this team. Certainly quite a few free agents. Yeah. We're going to talk. We're going to start that talk soon. Uh, another thing that we're going to cover, I'll be filling in for the next couple days because Brownie's out of right. town. And this is the time, yeah, you take some time off, take your vacations. Like I said, we were all hoping to do that after the Super Bowl. Not the case, though, for this season. But mock drafts are coming out. We have oh, you do, you, the mock draft watch, I the first so edition uh, of listen, this year we've got of 2023, mock releasing tomorrow. Coming out. Mock drafts coming out all, like, all the time. And not only that, we've got two teams in the NFL that don't even have head coaches. Yeah. And they're, they're, people are trying to mock draft for them. <laughs> That's how hard it is. It's a wild time. Yeah. And let me tell you, the mock drafts that I've seen – there are some wild positions being mocked to the Bills at that number 27 spot. Yeah, well, People I, are mocking cornerbacks to us. People are mocking linebacker. Well, I get linebacker. People are mocking defensive linemen to us. People are mocking running backs to us. This is the, the first few mock drafts that come out before free agency when you really don't know what the roster is going to look like. It is all over the board over the laughable. Board. Yep. So... We're going to get into that maybe tomorrow or Monday. I'll explain what it looks like, and maybe we'll explain a couple of these um, prospects. And we'll do that over the next couple months. Pro Bowl games this weekend. Um, guys are already out there. Sunday is like the Pro Bowl, but it's reinvented, reimagined of what they're doing. Longest drive. Um, you've got water balloon toss. <laughs> Gosh. You've got dodgeball. It's going to be interesting this year. It's the first year doing that. Last year they had the regular football game where, you know, Sunday you go out, you you play. I don't know if you can even call it a real game because guys want to make sure they're not getting injured. They want to make sure they're not getting hurt. Um, we see more and more people deciding not to be a part of the Pro Bowl because of other plans, because of injuries, because they just don't want to. So, reinvented this year. We'll see how it goes. It always gets good ratings. We know that. Yeah, people want to see these guys. And plus, it's, it's, happens, it's smart for the league to put it between the Super Bowl and the, and the championship games because it's a, it's a bye week. And everybody's still kind of got that appetite to mm -hmm. see these guys. Yeah. And you get a chance to see these Pro Bowl, these really great players when the pressure's off. Um, the, the problem has always been it used to be a real game. And that's a problem. It was always a problem and still is. So now it's a water balloon toss. <laughs> okay. You know, dodgeball. It's uh, whatever. I, so they get it. Guys just don't want to go. It's that's all there is to it. They just I mean, do not want to go. Once you hit your off season, do you want to do any no. more organized activity? No, no. I mean, it's <laughs> fun. I mean, it's a free trip Well, sort of free. It's you and your significant other. What if you're a guy like me? I got like, you know, I got five kids, so I got to bring them. All of a sudden, you got you to win this thing to break even on the trip. Yeah. You know? you get paid if you win. Yeah, you get paid if you win. You get paid if you lose. Yeah. But not as much, obviously. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a nice vacation. The family looks forward to it. The, you know, the, the, your parents and stuff, they all kind of try and make it out yep. once in a while. And when it was in Hawaii, it's a, it's a big trip. Because, uh, you know, it's for good reason, Hawaii's not across the street. I mean, it's you got to go. So it's a big trip for most of these people. Mm -hmm. Vegas is a little different. Vegas is interesting. I went out to the Pro Bowl last year. Uh, Deion Dawkins was there. Stefan Diggs was there. Right. It's fun to see some, some of our guys out there. But from what I gathered from people who had been to the Pro Bowl or covered the Pro Bowl in the past, it was a different type of feel doing it in Las Vegas because you go from, like, Orlando – Hawaii, like you said, right. family atmosphere. Like in in, or, in Orlando, family. <laughs> in Orlando, you can take the kids to Disney World. It's it's oh, yeah. there's something for everybody, and I think Vegas is it's trending toward that way. It's more family friendly than it was ten years ago. Right. Um, but there's no Disney World out there. There's less things for the kids to do. So um, it was 
it was cool to be there last year. I know the guys really enjoyed being out there. There's a lot of things for the players to do. There's shows every night. There's, you know, the most amazing restaurants out there. Some of the best restaurants in the entire country. So it is a cool experience. I'm interested to see how everything goes down this weekend, what the reviews are from our players, because we have quite a few guys going. Yeah. Uh, we also have a team of so people going out. to cover it. Um, we've got social media, photography, videography. So we'll have stuff up on buffalobills.com throughout the weekend covering these events. I know we'll probably try and mic a couple guys up, so that'll be fun to see. But that brings us to our Twitter topic and question for today. How would you reinvent the Pro Bowl? We're going to go through some of the most creative responses that we get. If you had the power to reinvent, recreate the Pro Bowl like they're doing this year, what would it look like? What would they do? Would, well, it, would it be related to football at all? Would it even be games? Yeah, I, I don't even – I would take the competition element completely out of it. How would you get people to go? Is that – I guess is, – is that the question? How would you re- reinvent the Pro Bowl so people would actually go? First of all, there would be an enormous, enormously lucrative Pro-Am golf tournament. I, that's what I think. There would be an enormously lucrative – I would do it over the course of the Super Bowl as well. I'd carry it from the week – the entire week. So you'd have a golf tournament. You'd have a lucrative watch party with the players who have played in the playoffs and all the Pro Bowl guys there at the watch party. They all get paid for this as well. you got to pay them. And you could buy packages where you could be one of the fans in attendance mm-hmm. at the watch party. You could – play golf with Josh Allen at the Pro-Am, at the Pro Bowl. You could um, – the meet-and-greet commissioner's party at the Pro Bowl. You could – you know, the a thousand ways to get these guys together and take care of their families, uh, you know, all of that stuff. Water parks and slides and stuff for the family, whatever. But I think you should really – just take the competition thing out of it. Just Give these guys a chance. Yeah, and put it someplace uh, dedicated maybe – like Orlando or like whatever, and just do that. Have the guy, and you can have uh, seriously uh, team events where the Pro Bowlers from this team are at an event tonight, and the Pro Bowlers from this other team are at an event the next night or whatever, and they could mix and match and whatever. Um, I would just take try just take the competition out of it, and then at the culmination of it, the week like the Saturday night before the Super Bowl. You could announce the the new Hall of Famers at that at the Pro Bowl where mm-hmm. these guys are at. Okay. You could have a red okay. carpet event, a big a banquet, or you mm-hmm. know, a big thing like that. All for you know, all fundraising and charity and all of that stuff. So, I would make it an absolute week long see and be seen of the NFL. Yeah, but uh, yeah, having these guys go out there and compete again seems to me it's you're asking for guys to opt out. And it's interesting because you look at other leagues and their their Pro Bowl, their all-star weekend is is in the middle of the season. And for the NFL, it's it's not necessarily in the middle of the season. It's before the Super Bowl, but there's only two teams left at that point. So a lot of teams right. are already in their offseason. They're already doing their own things. So, yeah, maybe more of an event rather than games makes more sense. Yeah, a, a, a true of events, you know, yeah, smaller events. A vacation for these guys. Send them out to an all-inclusive or takeover resort for an entire weekend and wine and dine them, make them feel like they – they yeah. earned that, truly right. earned that, um, being named to the Pro Bowl. Uh, I love the idea of involving some golf in there because so, so many players like to golf, but not everybody is a golfer. Um, so please give us your best ideas. Tweet us. Give us a call at 803-0550. The phone lines are open. Another thing I know that you guys uh, spoke about yesterday, I wasn't a part of the conversation, but what are some top priorities for this Bills roster uh, this offseason? And when you look at priorities, when you look at things that are already in the works, when you look at free agents, the Bills had yeah. some breaking news of their their own this, this uh, afternoon, this morning. They hired Joe Dana as safeties coach. He was the Texans safeties coach in 2022. He's got 15 years of NFL coaching experience. So 
we're seeing a new coach brought into the fold here in the offseason. I know last year I think we hired over 10 new coaches. A lot of younger coaches were brought into this building to kind of shake some things up, uh, had some vacancies. So um, we had quite a lot of movement for coaches last season. I don't think I'd expect much of the same this year, but the Bills welcomed Joe Dana to their staff as the new safeties coach of the Buffalo Bills. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, the safeties position was interesting for the Bills this season just because of the injuries that were a right. part of that position group. Yeah, not only that, the injuries, every every spot in the secondary had multiple games where it was a different guy starting in that spot. Um, Poyer missed a couple of games, uh, or at least maybe one game. He may have been the only guy that kind of hung in there throughout the entire year. Dane Jackson was in and out of the lineup. Kyrie Elam was in and out of the lineup. Christian Benford was in and out of the lineup. Uh, Taron Johnson actually was probably the guy that stayed in there and played every snap. Uh, But, of course, Micah Hyde, Jaquan Johnson, uh, DeMar Hamlin, all those guys. Saran Neal was taking snaps at one point during the regular season. I mean, the secondary couldn't have been (laughs) more of a jumble of starting lineups. It was was a problem. Uh, Injuries really ran through that room in a big way. And, you know, they kind of hung in there. And, and, and if you want to, if you think the defense took a step backwards, I, I would submit that that's all the further you have to look is the reason why. Yeah. And we always hear this coaching staff, Sean McDermott and, and Brandon Bean preach about it starts up front. It starts in the trenches. But when you look at the way the defense has been built, it's really been built from the secondary first um, with guys like Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer coming in with Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott and really being some foundational pieces and then them finding Tredavious White in the draft. Um, They have been so good in previous seasons because of that secondary. And when you look at stats under Leslie Frazier and under this coaching staff, the stats that jump out at you and the stats that are ranked number one over the last five years are stats like passer rating, passing touchdowns allowed, completion percentage. That doesn't only fall on the secondary, but a lot of that has to do with the secondary. Um, So, of course the defense was not as good as they were in seasons past because of the injuries that they had at that position. Micah Hyde is going to be healthy for next season. Jordan Poyer, that's a question mark there as he is a free agent. Um, Tredavious White, you would expect to continue to take a step forward. Kyer Elam showed some promise um, toward the end of the season down the stretch there. Dane Jackson did a really good job holding his own um, when he was a part of that starting group. So I'm sure there will be competition there like there always is. Like Sean McDermott loves every single offseason, every single OTAs and training camp is, you know, load up the positions and get as much competition as possible so you get the best starter when when it's time to go for week one. Um, So it'll be interesting to see, I think, what type of new ideas the safeties coach has. Um, Jim Salgado, who used to be the safeties coach, he was the nickel coach before that and had been a part of the staff for a few years great guy we, oh yeah we love Jim Salgado yeah, so I'm, bum- I'm bummed to see him go yeah it's um it's always a difficult time in the in the building when good people get let go and and over the course of the last 10 years it, it happens constantly and uh it's int- we'll never we'll probably never know the details of why that change is made whether you know Jim Salgado got a better opportunity or wanted to leave yeah. or whether it was time for him to leave or whether he was just said we're not going to renew that contract but uh, one of the things you got to know is that it was a tough year for that secondary position group because of the in- tough season, because of the injuries that they sustained, waiting on Tredavious to get back in the fold. You got two corners, two rookie corners that you drafted battling it out to go cornerback number two. Your cornerback number one was last year's cornerback number three. <laughs> yeah. Because he was behind Levi Wallace and, and uh, Tredavious White, yep. and then he moved up to cornerback two. Uh, when Tredavious went down, uh, now Dane Jackson for a minute there was CB1. So, uh, and then he was in and out. So it was a tough year for the secondary. And with Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer both, and Jordan Poyer may or may not be a Buffalo Bill next year, Micah Hyde coming back off a tough neck injury, it looked like he was going to be able to play if, if they played in the next game. Uh, you don't, it's a, a big question mark. 
So maybe it perhaps could be, and I've heard people comment on this. You know, it could be. You know, back in the day when the, before they drafted Josh Allen, they relieved David Culley of his uh, duties as quarterbacks coach because they wanted to get a different guy in to help develop the young guy they were going to draft. Maybe that's a signal as to what they're going to do with the secondary. They There's brought a lot of young people in Dana that secondary in group now. To, you know, younger guy, into, maybe he's going to help develop. He's got a reputation for developing younger players. Which I, he's I done with know. the Texans. So uh, it could be a little bit of that. Uh, I know this. Uh, head coaches in the National Football League are only as good as their the staff that they can assemble. Mm-hmm. And it is – commonplace for those staffs to adjust year to year to year to year. There's different guys in, different guys out, particularly um, at the position coaches, if not so much the coordinators, which we've also seen. And when we see these new coordinators go around, uh, when guy, you know, when San Diego hired or L.A. hired, uh, the Chargers hired a new you know, offensive mm-hmm. coordinator and uh, Denver's got a whole new staff coming in. Uh, the Carolina Panthers, a whole new staff coming in. The coordinators are one thing, but when you hire a new coordinator, there are times, particularly when a guy like Vic Fangio, who's this hot shot, you know, may go to Miami as the yes, defensive yes. coordinator, he'll say, listen, I'll, I'll do it, but I need two guys to come with me, or I need one guy to come with me. I don't want to take the job unless I get my guy with me. Uh, there's a lot of that going on. And sometimes it's clubs like, fine, bring him. Or sometimes like, well, fine, but we're going to fire this other guy kind of thing. And that's not the situation here in Buffalo, but mm-hmm. I only say it because it's an illustration that all of these coaching staffs are huge. There's like 25 to 30 guys on an NFL coaching staff. And they wash through two or three or six of them a time, at a time year to year. Uh, so it's not unusual. But it's for me as a player and guy, and I, you know, I love the coaches I played for and it was great. But they're human beings, you know. You got their families, you got to think about, and it's it's a it's an upheaval. They're losing these jobs, and it's, you know, it's it's. I know that coaches know they sign up for that when they yeah. become a coach, but man, oh man, it's never easy. And uh, you know, our best wishes to Jim Salgado and welcome, Coach Dana. Yeah, welcome, Coach Dana. We'll see what happens here this season with that secondary group. Dane Jackson also restricted free agent. Um, and as you look at the list of free agents, and you look at. Um, what needs to be done this off season? Some position groups that maybe need some more depth, or that the position groups that could need a new starter. Because who knows if we're going to be able to? We're not going to be able to re-sign every single free agent. There's just too many of them this season. Twenty-one unrestricted, um, twenty-four total. Looking at restricted free agents as well. Um, so priority-wise. What what were your two priorities for the Bills this offseason when you guys talked about it on yesterday's show? Yeah, we got a lot of feedback when we asked people about it. So that's why we kind of carried it over into today. We're, we Jay, our of, producer, said you yeah, guys got like 200 yeah, we responses. Got like 200-plus responses. So All we, we could do, we can only do five or six of them at a time. We wanted to give some more love to people. Yeah, so everybody wants to chimed in. chime in. Because we know everybody has their own ideas, and, they, and every, all of them are valid. So, um, But we came up. Yeah, what was yours? Certainly, it. Our general thinking is that it's an offensive league. Um, mm-hmm. You can look at the Chiefs, of course, Cincinnati, of course. Um, even though Philly and San Francisco have the one and two defenses in the league, it's an offensive league, and so we're and we've got an elite quarterback. So let's put some big guys around Josh to protect him, and let's give him all the weapons he can. We we have invested over the last handful of years a ton in the defensive line. And you know we took a couple of cornerbacks last year, um, in the in the uh, and a couple of linebackers in the draft last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people are saying let's just let's get some skill sets on the offense. You know, get some wideouts, get some guys who can really run and catch, and then get some big guys down inside to project protect Josh. Then, you know, everybody has their own view of it, but that's where we kind of landed. Get get some big offensive line and get a dominant offensive line. And give Josh some weapons on the outside. Yeah. I think that's where I would lean to as well. And and Mike on our tweet sheet says O-line and wide receiver, specifically left guard and center hybrid or individual right tackle and another left tackle to back up Deion Dawkins. O-line is more about depth. Wide receiver is immediate start. Need a real wide receiver to move Gabe to third wide receiver or trade McKenzie to or trade Gabe Davis McKenzie to practice squad and Shakir to fourth 
wide receiver. Wow, that's a lot of movement there in that wide receiver group. Um, Gabe Davis, we always hear from Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott as nobody works harder than Gabe Davis. And, And this was a player who was injured for part of the season. So I don't know how the staff is looking at what he was able to put on display, put on film this year, knowing that he was hurt for part of the season. So he did turn it up a notch in the playoffs. He did turn it up a notch toward the end of the season. I think we saw we saw highlights of what we want Gabe Davis to be, of what we know Gabe Davis can be. I think the consistency is what everybody is looking for. Uh, I thought Brandon Bean pointed out something that was good to hear and, and just good to remember. I know we all want a lot from a player like Gabe Davis who steps into a bigger role for the first time in his NFL career. His first year as a rookie, he wasn't asked to do as much. Now we heard that he was somebody who could learn every single position in the wide receiver core, and that was a reason why they really liked him is he he had the intelligence, he had the intangibles to where he could do that, and they could ask him to play in different spots. And then this year, he gets the opportunity to step up and in, in snap count and in the amount of time he was on the field. And it necessarily, it didn't necessarily translate to, I think a lot of people's expectations game in game out, but it, it showed up for some games. And I don't know if this falls all on Gabe. I'm sure Gabe is going to do what Gabe needs to do this off season to be a better wide receiver for his uh, third NFL season. And I'm looking forward to seeing what that is because I think with with the way that we know Gabe and the way that we know he um, takes pride in his craft and his worth e- work ethic, that dude's going to be at it this offseason. Yeah, he'll be at it. He did. I mean, he was one of the tops in the league, if not the tops in the league. He had like nine drops this year, and those are huge um, for a team. Uh, I'll say this: it's wide receivers. Um, a lot of what they do and why they do it is due to the opportunities that the offense gives them. Certainly, Steph Diggs gets a lot of opportunities in this offense because he's the number one guy, and Josh, he catches the ball well, and Josh loves him. Gabe Davis came on late in the season because the Bills were in do-or-die situations trying to get you know come down the stretch of the season and being ready to play. Uh, and win games, and that means, you know, for whatever reason, Gabe Davis got a big – got a chance to get more opportunities. Um, and he made them. Uh, he, he showed up. Uh, so I don't know if – and I'm not going to chalk up the entire season as being one where he didn't get enough opportunities, but I, I do think there's a, a level that ro- rose at the end of the season for Gabe Davis that showed what he was capable of in a bigger way. Um, drop balls, you can fix those. Dawson Knox fixed his problem. Remember when he was a rookie, he had a huge problem with dropping the mm-hmm. ball. Not so much now. Um, and I, you know, so I, you know, Gabe Davis, I don't think is going anywhere unless we get you know trade bait or something like that for him. I think they're gonna they're not done with Gabe Davis, but there's no question they need some a guy, a wide receiver in the wide receiver room that comes with some huge physical traits. And I don't mean a big guy. I mean speed, route running. He's got to be an, a, a be a guy that if he's not ready when he he's a rookie, he's gonna be at some point to be a number one wide receiver. The more good guys you have, the better your team's going to be. Um, I think Khalil Shakir earned more opportunities as well at the end of the season. Yeah. So there, there's, it's not going to be the same next year, even if they come back with the same guys. Um, but I, I don't think there's any question we're going to see some new faces on the roster. Yeah, and Gabe Davis, I mean, you look at the stats, his first year, his rookie year, and I know he said going into his third year, I meant fourth year because he has been a part of the team for three years. That COVID year, I feel like in my brain, is just like not an, a non-year um, when these guys, some of the rookies, came onto this team because it was such a different season. But he goes 599 receiving yards, 549 receiving yards in his second season. His third season, he goes 836. So you you are seeing an, an uptick there in, in stats and in what he was able to do um, with the games that he played in. Maybe not the uptick that we all had expectations 
expectation-wise because he ended the playoffs in that 2021 season in the most wild way with right. four touchdowns in one game, which nobody's ever seen, um, and you expect that for the next season. I think we can expect him to just grow next year in that fourth NFL season, knowing what he's done the last few years. This is a good wide receiver, but I do agree. You need more in that room because this offense looks best when it's multiple. Right. And Josh Allen looks best when he has more targets to throw to, when he has more yeah. guys to involve in get all some of really, this. Get some, keep getting better players and putting them around Josh, and the mm -hmm. offense will get better. Yeah, 100%. All right, we're going to take our first break of the show, and when we come back, we've got Dan Minucci on with us. He's a former Bills quarterback, played here in the 80s and late 70s. He's also the co-host of the Rock and Minucci uh, show on KGME in Phoenix, Arizona. And he's got a connection to Brock Purdy. So we're going to talk about quarterbacks in today's NFL, talk a little Brock Purdy and kind of his ascent into the NFL this season. It was a fun story to watch. So stick with us here on One Bills Live. We're presented by Kaleida Health. This is Buffalo Bills Radio. Welcome back into One Bills Live. Maddie Glab, Steve Tasker here on a Thursday afternoon. We would like to welcome in Dan Minucci to the conversation. He's a former NFL quarterback, played for the Buffalo Bills, also a current quarterback coach. He's got a connection to Brock Purdy that we want to get into. So, Dan, thanks for being on with us today as we approach the Super Bowl. And you were very close to a quarterback who got thrown into the fold in his rookie season and had a chance at the Super Bowl, which would have been an amazing story. I think a lot of people were cheering for the 49ers for that fact to be able to see uh, Mr. Irrelevant go to the Super Bowl and, and start in a Super Bowl. Unfortunately, um, injured in that final game hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't even visit other leading job sites so start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. ...of his rookie season, um, but what did you see in Brock Purdy that maybe some people missed out on early on? Well, first of all, it's great to be on One, Bill, one Bill's Life, finally, <laughs> after all these years with... Maddie and Steve Tasker, always a pleasure to say hi to all those Buffalo Bills fans with the 1980 AFC Eastern Division champs that year, as I recollect. But, um, Maddie, answer your question. A couple things that I've seen in Brock Purdy, I've been training this young man since ninth grade, uh, are so many of the intangibles, uh, the playmaking ability, the accuracy, the, the winner in him. And he's one of those young men that's always, and Steve, you can appreciate this, He's always looking to get better each and every day. 
It's kind of your moniker. Thank you, sir. May I have another. Thank you, sir. May I have another. What else can I do as a quarterback to get better? He'd always say, hey, look, coach, you know what it's like to get there, what it needs to be maintained. And just his drive, you guys, just his perseverance, his endurance, and just the even keeledness, if you will, uh, of the moment never being too big for him. And here's a young man, and, and Steve, you can appreciate this. I think the scouts missed on him because he played 46 regular season plus bowl games at Iowa State. Reps matter. So I think a lot of times these uh, these combines, these scouts that are out there, uh, miss. they don't measure the heart. I don't think there's a tape measure for the heart, the want to, the determination, and the want to get it better that we saw in Brock Purdy. So, Maddie, to answer your question, I've been seeing a lot of this since high school, junior year, uh, all through college at Iowa State, and then watching this first year, a lot of things didn't surprise me because we've worked on a lot of stuff. His speed, his agility, he's always been accurate. Uh, he's always had a very good arm, and he's always known where to put the ball. And Steve is a receiver, a former receiver. Uh, I think you can appreciate that when, when Jim was throwing to you or Frank White, that if they're going to miss, they're going to miss in the right spot. But on top of that, just his enthusiasm for his teammates, uh, he, it's all about the team and not about one Brock Purdy. And that's why they have really, really embraced this young man. And, Maddie, I know that's a long that's a long answer to a short question, but that's just who this young man is. So you, you see this guy, you see him get this chance. Um, first of all, you see him get drafted. And, you know, the draft is, a little like you said, a lot of teams miss. Some teams get it right. Uh, but to get drafted, you, it, it does say something about where you've come from, about what you've proven to somebody, even though if you're the last guy drafted, they want you, right? So uh, it does say something about what's your, probably your physical abilities. They know physically you're going to be able to handle the physical load of being an NFL quarterback. And then they find out all the other stuff that they can't measure and they didn't have any idea about. What, how, how, awesome, how good was it for you? you? You played the position. You've seen this 49er offense. Uh, almost no way. Brock Purdy could have gone to a different team and been as successful, in my opinion. I'm not that he's not gonna couldn't be successful anywhere, but the perfect landing spot for him, particularly as a rookie. Yeah, I think Steve, I think you nailed it right there. I think back of like Ben Roethlisberger got thrown in the mix when when Maddox went down for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I think of a lot of rookie quarterbacks that came in had success. Well, number one, first and foremost, they had a, a defense that could stop other teams with that young quarterback could turn the ball over. And number two has an outstanding group of receivers that Christian McCaffrey got. Not a bad dude, if you think about it. Debo Samuel, you got Jennings. Oh, and by this, by the way, this outstanding tight end in Kittle. So you're right, Steve, for a rookie quarterback to have those weapons around you and kind of manage the game, be the point guard, if you will, and to understand where to go with the ball – is vitally important, and not to take anything away from that, but you saw a few glimpses of him making plays, stepping up in the pocket, going to his right, keeping his eyes down the field, finding Kittle, finding Ayuk in the back of the end zone, finding this guy. And the one thing we always train with quarterbacks is when you move or step up, keep your eyes up, up the field first, not to take away the playmaking ability, but keep your eyes up, look to throw the ball to those guys during that scramble drill. And, Steve, you know many times when Jim was scrambling, you know, you'd move right, move left, you'd be wide open here and there. So what I thought Kyle Shanahan and Brian Greasy, as quarterback coach, did a great job of making sure he understood the offense, the reads, and the, and the understanding that it, it take care of the ball. First and foremost, go way back to my rookie year, 1979, right there. You talk about Orchard Park. And right there, what you're talking, one Bill's lane, one Bill's live, whatever you want to call it. And Chuck Knox telling us quarterbacks, number one, take care of the ball. Number two, take care of the ball. And number three, take care of the ball. And number four, which happens to be on fourth down, it's okay to punt. So Brock understands what he can do and can't do. And as he got more and more confident in the offense, not in his abilities, in his offense, you really start to see him flourish. I think you saw that, too, on the field in the way that he played. I mean, you expect this rookie quarterback, the last pick in the NFL draft, to come in, 
Maybe have the yips a little bit. Maybe be a little bit nervous. And you didn't see that. And you were always waiting for that, I think, because it was like, when is the rookie going to have the rookie game? When is the rookie going to make the rookie mistake? And like you said, he just took care of the football. He had 13 touchdowns compared to four interceptions. He completed 67% of his passes. He put up stats that, that don't reflect what a rookie quarterback of somebody who was drafted at the place that he was drafted at, what you would think it would be. I mean, he, he began his NFL career as a starter 7-0. and That is a very impressive thing to do for somebody who was picked where he was picked. So I think that begs the question is why do scouts miss on quarterbacks like Brock Purdy? You could even talk about Josh Allen in this conversation and how a lot of teams really didn't see it with him and how our scouting staff was able to see that potential and, and take the, take the risk because they knew that what he could become was so much greater than the risk that he presented on his film. Yo, Manny, I think that's a great point. Sometimes does that quarterback fit that system? Um, I think I go way back, uh, you know, John Montana, you know, Bill Walsh picked him. They, he fit that West Coast offense. I mean, we didn't know much about it, but Joe had that ability and didn't have a big arm, had a good arm that that fit. Um, I think of myself having a big arm, big, strong kid going and playing with the, in the elements of Buffalo, number one. Uh, number two, the kind of offense that, that Chuck Knox had in those days was deeper balls, down the field, dig routes at 20 yards, comebacks at 20 back to 18. So they look at the, the, the athlete, the quarterback, does he fit what we want to do, and how is it he fits? And I think for Josh Allen, I looked at that and went, that kid's a big, strong, athletic, big-arm young man that can handle the elements of Buffalo, New York. I look at Brock Purdy. Where they missed, I really believe, is all the reps he had, the ability, on-the-run throws, this throw. Oh, by the way, he was the MVP of the Fiesta Bowl his junior year, playing against another one of my quarterbacks in Tyler Shuck, who was at Oregon at the time uh, and now at Texas Tech. And then his senior year, the same thing. And the even-killedness, the understanding of, of his temperament, his accuracy and his ability really fits the San Francisco 49ers offense. And if you recollect, guys, when John Lynch said, the thing that impresses the most is how consistently consistent the word I use with a lot of my quarterbacks, that Brock Purdy was in his full four years as a quarterback at Iowa State that stayed there and produced time in and time out. So when he moves in the pocket and he steps up, he understands his chances. Do I throw here? Do I run here? Where do I go? And the other immeasurable thing that they don't do at the combine when they evaluate film is the fire in that belly. And I mentioned it earlier, the heart and determination that this young man has and how he motivates the young men around him. And one of the important things about it now, he's he's got some important reps. He's won he's won a bunch of games for the 49ers at quarterback. He suffered this injury that's going to use up his offseason. Mm-hmm. And we've, we've talked a lot about how rookies handle their rookie season. Certainly it was an ex- unexpected turn for Brock Purdy as a starting quarterback at the end of the year going into the playoffs for the Niners. Now he's got to go through the, the offseason rehab, rehabilitating his elbow. And the, the Niners are kind of in this no-man's land of three guys who have won games for them as a starting quarterback. And it's going to be an odd guy. It could be, it looks to be probably Garoppolo, because they've been trying to get rid of him for a year. And Brock Purdy gives him the ability to say, well, no, we got a guy who's just as good. Right. So Brock Purdy really with this last month and a half or two months that he's put on film for the Niners, do you expect him to be there for the foreseeable future? I mean, you got to, right? Even given the crowded room. You know what, Steve? I, I think when we look at a quarterback, who who's who's the winner of the group? Or let me put it back up. Who's the proven winner of the group? And who's the guy that can go into Seattle when you can't hear each other that wins that game and wins his first two playoff games? and looking like a veteran doing it. And, and again, I always go back to, he's been there and done that to some form. Uh, you and I both know it's about two years quicker in the National Football League, but he's handling, he's been there, he's done that. I, I quite frankly, I would just, you know, he'll come back, whether it's six months uh, off this surgery, he's still getting evaluated as of today. If, it, if they have to do a Tommy John, if they have to, it might cost them the whole year. But we're hoping he comes back six months, Brock Purdy's my starter. He's my guy. 
Trey Lance, okay, get him ready to be the backup. I think Jimmy G is going to be gone as far as a free agent. I don't think he's part of the plans. But all that being said, I'd make sure I go get another experienced backup if Jimmy G leaves, bring somebody else in. But I think this is Brock Purdy's job. Uh, he'll get healthy. He'll be bound and determined. The only thing, guys, that will hold him up is if it turns into a Tommy John, which could last anywhere from eight to ten months at your out. We're hoping and praying that it's just uh, they, they fix the tear and they're able to move in and he can come back by training camp. Yeah, I'm sure we're going to get more news as that injury moves on in terms of what he's able to see, second opinions, what they decide to do with that elbow injury. But Brock Purdy earned a lot of fans this season, and I think a lot of people would love to see him as the starter of the 49ers offense in 2023. But, Dan, we appreciate you. Maddie, if I can interject, you said something about the fans just real quick. Is he brought, I'm telling you guys, on my Twitter page at QB Minucci, and my Facebook, you know, Dan Minucci. I cannot tell you how many fans that know me or know Brock, but it brought a lot of fans. His his way, his demeanor brought a lot of fans that used to be NFL fans back into the fold. I cannot tell you, Steve and Manny, how many people are back because of Brock Purdy. Watch this young man, the excitement, the enthusiasm, the, the team first kind of attitude, which I really feel he's not only affected us here Phoenix, Arizona, or out there in Queen Creek and Gilbert, not in San Francisco, but he's really affected a nation as far as watching this young man, Mr. Irrelevant, become relevant and do all the things that he's done and to give all the credit to his offense and his coaches. Yeah, as a fan of the NFL, it was I enjoyed watching it. I thought it was so cool. How can you not cheer for somebody like him? Everybody loves a good story, and he has a great one. And I know you know him more than a lot of people do, and it was amazing to hear all the great things you had to say about him because that's what people want to hear about players like him. They want to hear that he's a great guy, and he, he's got the heart and the fire in his belly that he talked about. So hopefully he has a long career ahead of him where he is the starter of the 49ers or whatever offense he plays for throughout his career. But, Dan, thank you so much for joining us thank here you, on One Bills Live, former Bills quarterback and co-host of The Rock and Minute Show on KGME in Phoenix. Appreciate the time. You know what, guys? Always appreciate it. And let's go Buffalo. <laughs> let's go Buffalo. That's right. Thanks, Dan. All right, that was Dan Minucci who was joining us to talk a little bit about Brock Purdy and his cool connection um, to a quarterback who did a lot this season for the 49ers. I think a lot of people weren't expecting him uh, to come in and play like he played. Um, we're fans of the NFL. I said it. I, it was it was really fun to watch, and, and you wanted to cheer for a quarterback like him. And I mean, you hope that Trey Lance gets a chance as well. It'll, it'll be interesting to see what unfolds with Brock Purdy's injury, um, when he's able to go, and – Trey Lance also suffered an injury early on in the season for the 49ers. So you, you have these two young quarterbacks who need to prove that they can stay healthy in the NFL um, early on in their lives. I know it sounds crazy, but I'm sure Kyle Shanahan and his staff are going through their offensive philosophies and watching film and making sure that there's not a, an issue with their offense that puts their quarterbacks at more risk. They lost four quarterbacks this yeah. year. And they've just lost so many players on both sides of the balls. I feel of the ball in in the last few seasons I feel yeah. like they've suffered some really big injuries hopefully it's just bad luck um, because you you hate to see knowing what we went through this season with the injuries mm -hmm. I can't imagine that happening multiple years in a row and I, I feel like they've had some big players um, who have been out you know maybe not the same guy every single year but they have had big names go out over the last few years and that's something that you hate to see after yeah. we after we experienced it ourselves so right. Um, big thanks to Jan for joining us. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll get into the tweet sheet possibly with Pro Bowl games. If you had to reinvent it, what would it look like to you? So we'll answer some of those responses. Read them off. Give us a call here at 803-0550 if you'd like to join in on the conversation. One Bills Live is presented by Kaleida Health on Buffalo Bills Radio. Welcome back into One Bills Live. Matty Glab alongside Steve Tasker. We just had Dan Minucci on, former Bills quarterback. Played for the Bills in 79-80 and later on in the 80s, I believe 87 it was. Um, 
talked a little bit about Brock Purdy. He has coached Brock Purdy and mentored him since he was in high school, so had a lot of great things to say about that quarterback and about his potential in the NFL. Uh, We've got a tweet sheet conversation going on. Pro Bowl games are this weekend, so we thought we'd have a little bit of fun with the Pro Bowl. So if you had to reinvent the Pro Bowl, how would you do it? What would it look like? Would it involve football at all? Would it involve any games at all? I think we uh, are on the same page of maybe just make it a nice week for everybody. Take the competition <laughs> out of it. Uh, right. Go to an all-inclusive. Do some golfing. Have, have some fancy events to where these guys really feel like they want to be there. Because I think every year we've seen people say, eh, I'm going to do something else. I'm, it I'm happened good. all the way back when I played. Josh Allen's golfing this weekend instead of going to the Pro Bowl. Why not? Why not? He did say it was for injuries. He did have some bumps and bruises after the season. He he said that on podcasts and said that in an interview um, with local media. So I, I understand that. Golfing in a pro-am at Pebble Beach. At Pebble Beach. Or playing dodgeball uh, in Vegas. I know it's a tough choice. Right tough cho- They're both fun. I get it. Or, you know, balloon toss, a water balloon toss in Vegas. Or playing Pebble in a pro-am. Yeah, I'm yeah, water play, balloon toss all, all day. Yeah. yeah, you take the water balloon toss, <laughs> not me. Um, that's that's kind of what you're looking at, though. It's they want to they want to commemorate it somehow. I get it, and mm-hmm. let's face it, they the TV people want something to put on the weekend between the There's championship games on. and you the Super Bowl. There's right? nothing going on. They got to come up with something that they can do that would capture eyes and certainly competition is one way to do it but you know the the water balloon thing the dodgeball thing and it gets good ratings we scale. know that we'll see if this one does i don't know how good a ratings it's going to get we'll see i don't know It'll it be interesting. yeah it's a tough it's a tough call because football isn't baseball <laughs> you know it's not tennis or ping, ping pong you know it's you know these guys somebody get hurt yeah bad I mean, it's not like a home run derby, which they could add that to the Pro Bowl. That'd be fun. Um, I'd watch that. Right? Ping pong, okay, add it. You know, let the guys play ping pong. Darts. You know, all this stuff. But you can have a chess game, you know. I, who cares? <laughs> uh, although I, that may not draw eyeballs. But you get the idea. It's hard to have these guys compete. And what would be an interesting way to showcase the players in the National Football League other than having them suit up and play football? Mm-hmm. That's the hard part. What are you, you going to do? Yeah. Uh, and that's the dilemma that the Pro Bowl has always faced. You know, the game was great. In Hawaii, guys had come out. It was, it was a great week. Uh, practice was it, it, it totally 100% dependent on which coaching staff was coaching the game for your conference. Uh, I think I- this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. I was 4-3 and three in Pro Bowls. 
The only three games we lost was when I actually had to play wide receiver, and we got beaten those games. That <laughs> um, wasn't because it wasn't the reason, but it was just kind of worked out that no. way. I'd take like one rep at wide out. That's but, fun. Yeah, yeah. That's it was, something it was that fun. I would enjoy watching is guys playing different positions and seeing. See how now they that do. I could get into that, but and guys might interest them. That might interest them more, but that's yeah. even more dangerous. I, I mean, know. goodness gracious, you know what I mean? Yes. Um, it's just a tough dilemma. And certainly the league wants to do something for these guys and commemorate it in a way that will draw attention. And that's the real issue with it. Nobody wants to play a game. <laughs> Nobody. I mean, I, you know, I got, I got a busted finger in one of those games out there. Um, that kind of stuff. It's just not really worth it. And you could see last year during the game, I was there, I was covering the Pro Bowl, and you could see when a play got a little bit too aggressive, when guys were doing a little bit too much pushing, the people on the other side would let the people know, let the players know, stop that. I went. This my, is not supposed to be aggressive. What the heck are you doing here? I was the radio analyst for the Pro Bowl in Orlando about, I don't know, six or eight years ago or whatever, and it, and it was, and they... <laughs> So this this is how this is how like casual this game was. <laughs> so we're I'm doing it for Westwood One, and they're telling the people it's on ESPN, right? It's, you know, the game. They said, "Listen, we have a hard out. The game starts at one. We have a hard out at three. We're done at three. We got we've got a thing starting at three. You've got to get off <laughs> this game. Running clock in the right, fourth right. quarter. Well, that's what they thought. They thought we got we got to make sure the game fits right." Mm -hmm. So the officials, they told the officials, and the officials are the same way. They're like, so they say, hey, listen, you know, we're going to. So the officials ran it like a practice. Oh, my god! They weren't tackling. It was like a thump practice. They'd get him, wrap Thud. up, boom. They'd blow the whistle dead, spot the ball, running clock. <laughs> they said, and as the game got into the second half, they go, hey. Slow it down. Yeah. it's We're going to be done in two hours. <laughs> it was the fastest game I have ever witnessed. The officials were just spotting the ball. Let's go. Moving on. And no, you know, just go. And it was really, it was like a, a an in, not even an intense practice. Nobody tackled to the ground. They'd stand him up, hold the guy, and they'd blow the whistle quick, come in, spot it. Here we go again. Third down, second down, whatever. And the game went like lightning fast. And ESPN... Shortly at, at halftime, they go, whoa, whoa, dudes, <laughs> you know, we started this game at one. It's like one forty five now. You got to slow it. We got to get to three. Right. So it was uh, they can do that. It's a problem, man. I don't know what they're going to do because it's this tough. this I mean, you got Peyton and Eli there. Pete, Peyton and Eli Manning. OK, uh, that's uh, that I like those guys. Special? They're great. I love I love watching them. They're great guys. Uh, they don't take themselves too seriously, even mm -hmm. though they're you know they're these icon iconic quarterbacks, all oh, yeah. that stuff, and they're brothers, and they it's fun. But I don't know. I don't know. A water balloon toss, dodgeball. What else have they got going? Longest drive. Longest drive. One of them. Let's see what else. Um... You said dodgeball, longest drive. Is there a skills Precision competition? Precision passing. There is some okay. skill stuff. Best catch. Um, yeah, they got the guys jumping off a mini tramp into the chain, pads. Chains, kick, tack, toe. Yeah. I'm just reading off these games here. Gridiron, gauntlet. I, 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 there'll be a curiosity factor for me because I want to see what, it's, what they're talking about. But if I turn that on and, I, and it's like, ugh. If I'll, it's like, I'll catch the highlights If it's on like Twitter. sixth grade gym class, I ain't watching. <laughs> I am not watching. You heard it here first from yeah. Steve Tasker. <laughs> if it's like gym class, I'm not watching. <laughs> All right, we're going to continue the conversation when we return, so don't go anywhere. On When Bills Live, we're presented by Clyde Help. This is Buffalo Bills Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 